up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called Mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globe-trotting boss babe me was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama Stay with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the mommy collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. What's up, Mama? As well, it has been a heck of a last couple of weeks. We were gearing up for the election. We were nervous about the election. The election happened, and to our surprise, or pleasant surprise, there wasn't this very ominous red wave that we kept hearing about all over the media. It was actually people with common sense, with love in their heart, with a sense of unity and a desire to come together in peace. Yes, those people won the election and I am grateful. It's been a really rough week. So much is going on in the news. There is this hypersensitivity to cultures. You know, traditionally, there's one culture that constantly gets beat up on or has to endure injustices. We all know who it is. Raise your hand if you are a beautiful African-American. And with that comes a lot of BS in the world. But these days we've heard about Asians feeling very threatened and now Jews feel very threatened. All in all, it's a really complicated, ugly time. And We all who feel marginalized from time to time need to come together. And that's what I have always thought would just be an obvious, an obvious solution to the craziness in the world. But, you know, humans are complicated. This week, I just wanted to speak the language that is so common to all of us. We all love music. We all love to dance. We all love to party. So this is going to be my election party episode, even though it's like over a week after the election. Who cares? It's always a good time to party. I wanted to bring my good friend, Nick West. She is a 100% rock star. (laughs) Yeah, you heard that right. She is a rock star. Not only that, but she plays the bass and the guitar. She's played with Prince. She has worked with many companies like Disney as a composer. She does not stop. She is inspired by sound and music and funk and jams. And so why not have her on the pod? She just had a baby in 2022. Let's find out how that has changed her rock and roll ways. Please welcome Nick West. Yes, we have a bona fide rock star in the house. <laughs> she will tear this mother 
down. And I'm so excited that you are here on Mama's Day with Tanika Ray, my hair twin, Nikki. Yes. And I love how we first met. You were on a show that I was on. We had a house band. I mean, that show was incredible. First of all, it was a show called Oh Sit on the CW. It was extreme musical chairs. Yes, you heard that. Yes. Extreme musical chairs. That show was the bomb. Wrong network, right show, and definitely right guitarist. That's for sure. Uh, Yes. And host. Hello. Yes. Right host. Right host. Are you a bassist or a guitarist? What are we, what's the technical term? I'm both, but I would say people know me as a bassist. It's the doom, 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 doom. Yes. It's the groove that makes your booty move. It is the bona fide funk in the house. And I love that you're here. I have watched your journey in purple, in lights, on stage with a big curly fro. And now you have popped a human out. Look at you. (laughs) Yes. Tell me about your journey to mommyhood. And I know you got married, which makes it a little easier to step into mommyhood. Was it something you dreamed about your whole life? Or was it just, you know, hey, we're married. It's time to have a a little bassist ourselves. (laughs) Right. So I have always been, I don't know, a a wanderer, I guess, to where I was like, marriage? No. Babies? No. I have nieces and nephews. I'm like the perfect auntie. I'm the perfect, like, godmother. But I never, ever wanted to have kids. And I got married. And it was really great because this person really, I mean, my husband, he allows me to just be myself. I can be crazy, wild, and he he's here for it. So I was all good with that. Okay, I don't feel like I'm being tied down. I can do this marriage thing. And he wanted a baby. Now, we discussed earlier before I got married. I'm like, yeah, I don't really want kids. And he just like, but I really, really want a baby. So here we are five years later. <laughs> we decided to have a baby. He is, oh my God, just the the center of my joy right now. So it was a pleasant surprise for me because I always felt like it would just be the opposite, if you know what I mean. You reminded me just by the mere fact you said, I never wanted to get married and never wanted to have kids. We're both Aquarians. Yes, we are. Oh, yes, we are. Oh my God, yeah. So you felt the same. It is such an Aquarian thing. It is because we want to remain. Freedom is number one, right? Freedom of expression, freedom of thoughts, freedom of the way we look and the way we present ourselves. If there's anybody that seems to threaten that, they got to go. Quickly. 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 Unapologetically, like, bye. (laughs) As soon as you said, I never wanted to get married, I was like, yes, Aquarian. <laughs> yeah. Me because it's yeah. such a big deal, but you found the right guy. Yeah. He's an Aquarius too. So he completely gets me. He completely understands. And we're both crazy together. So it just happened to work. I love that. So two Aquarians who honor freedom, both wanted a child to come into the picture that will take all of your freedom away. Very interesting. <laughs> Have you noticed that or have you guys been able to navigate 
those waters in a very different fashion, because what's so beautiful about people's relationships is that they get to define it for themselves, right? I don't believe in anything traditional. I'm like traditional sounds like colonialism to me. Like I have no interest. So you got to just, just sort of navigate it your own way. So what are the things that you guys do that are specific to your relationship and your little family? So navigating everything in our own way, it had to happen after, of course, the pregnancy, getting through the traumatic birth experience, the postpartum depression, And then, okay, now we're back at this question for me. It's traveling the world. It's it's being able to raise our child in different places. We're the type of people we might stay somewhere for a year and then move go to a different country for another year. And we just want to kind of raise our child in that kind of fashion. And you know, my family's like, no, you know, children need stability where they're just kind of like in one place, you know, all the time. And that's just not how I feel that I want to live. Neither does my husband. And so we just want to be free and do what we want to do until our child says, hey, you know what? Can we just stay here for a little bit longer? He doesn't really have a say right now. So we're just kind of living our freedom and going against the grain and going against what our families really want us to do. That is amazing. You're raising a little international baby. Yeah, exactly. It sounds hard, but then it's the same stuff, just in different locations, right? Right. So, right. so tell me, when you guys decided to leave America, what year was that? Did it coincide with the crazy president that we had? Or, <laughs> As you know, I travel all the time, being a musician, singer, person on stage, persona, and I'm just used to always being on the go. And of course, when 2020 hit and all the craziness happened. We had to stay put. I got pregnant. We got COVID. There's a whole long story about that. And for the first time in my life, since I was an adult, I had, we had to just like hunker down, stay put. The pregnancy was really hard. So I just feel like after this baby came out, we were just like, in order for me to get through this like depression, I need to do what I know best. And that's be a world traveler, be a wanderer, be a person that just does what I do. We got to stop putting limitations around our babies because somebody else said that it's not going to be good. Let your child inform you of who they are. Let your child inform you of what they can handle because they can handle way more than the status quo or what we all deem as normal. You know, there's a lot of rock stars that have traveled the world with their babies for 20 years and their babies, they they adapt, you know, they adapt. Right. And I saw you. We're traveling with your daughter I, to New York. And she's like, I feel like this is my home. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I mean, the first time I took her to New York, <laughs> she was two and I had her strapped on my body in the middle of August. And it was hotter than Hades, girl. And we were in the subway sweating. She remembers nothing. So I was like, okay, well, <laughs> maybe take her to New York when she has, she's conscious. You know, we're not traveling abroad yet, even though I keep hearing it's easy. It was really easy, especially... Being that we travel all the time, just, okay, this is what we need to do. The whole jet lag thing, I feel like the jet lag thing is the hardest thing to kind of combat. When we got here, he was like, wait a minute, it's, it's, it's dark, but I'm, I'm, I don't want to go to sleep. So just really getting on the right clock. Once we establish that, then everything else is easy from there. Okay. You said you got that down to a science. So what, what are the tricks to jet lag? 
So it's it's sleeping in in certain increments on the plane. So a lot of times people get on the plane, they start to sleep. Like for instance, if we are if we know that we're going to be landing in a city in the in the morning their time, we make sure that the last six hours of the flight or the last seven hours of the flight we sleep. All the first half of the flight, you know, most of the time coming over from the U.S. to Europe is like from L.A. twelve hours, thirteen hours, something like that. We stay up for the first half of the flight. Second half of the flight, we sleep. Like we have to sleep, even if that t- means taking a Benadryl or something yes. to sleep. And then we're up on, on that schedule. His passport started at three months old. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, tell me all the places that you've traveled thus far. Only two places. So okay. to Dubai and to where we are now. We're in Georgia. So Eastern Europe, where my husband is from. So that's where we are. And then we're going to Berlin in October. Moving to Berlin? Yes. <laughs> Moving is the greatest nightmare of most people's lives. So are you guys like two suitcase people? It looks like your house is fully furnished. I mean, how do you even wrap your brain? Actually, you're a rock star. So that's what rock stars do. You guys are quick to pick up and go. But how, I mean, for people who that stresses us out, how would you, what would your tidbits be for, it's not that big of a deal to relocate because everyone wants to shift their lives right now. Yeah. So for us traveling over here, like I said, this is where my husband is from. So we're over here with his family. This is actually one of his mother's residences. So we're here and the mom, his mom and dad are in another residence now. But so over here, it's easy. But when we move to Berlin, we're actually going to be shipping our stuff from storage. We've got a bunch of stuff in storage. We're going to be shipping stuff there. And it's, it's simple. Like you just get a place that's furnished. You look around, you ask around, you get the place that's furnished, the place that you like, and then you ship your stuff there. Granted, that's us moving to Berlin and we'll be there for some time. But just coming over here or just vacationing and staying somewhere for a few months. I mean, Airbnb, that's what we do normally. Airbnb, the baby he's in tow. I mean, it's almost as if he he loves being out. So if we're on a plane, if we are outside, he's happy. It's when we're in the house where he likes to fuss. Like right now he's outside on a walk with his dad. Tell me about why Berlin. I know you've traveled around the world playing and sharing your art. Why Berlin? Do you speak German? I can't release it because we signed some confidentiality agreements. But there is a really cool project that we will be working on this upcoming year. And that is the reason why we're actually going. That's that's why Berlin. That's fabulous. So you and your husband work together. We do. We're part of the same industry. I am the art. I'm on the artistic side. He's kind of on the agent negotiation side. And the thing that I think is really great, and I'm just going to say this, a lot of times in the entertainment industry, a person that does exactly what I do, that happens to be, say, white or of another race, sometimes will get paid more than what I would get paid. And the simple fact that my husband is actually the guy that's like negotiating. He's just like, I know you're a black woman. I'm going to make sure that you get what you're worth, even and even more than that. So, I mean, just having somebody in your corner that knows what you're struggling with, knows the struggle in the entertainment industry for a black woman. It's really amazing. It's amazing. 
And that's amazing. Tell me about, since you brought it up, living abroad as a Black woman in these really weird times. What is that like? So it's really interesting because before I really started traveling abroad, traveling to Europe, Asia, places like that, it was like, okay, um, I'm kind of probably going to be the only Black woman in this situation. Like, am I going to feel weird? Are they going to be racist? Is it going to be strange? And honestly enough, it's more strange in the U.S. than it is outside of the U.S. And it's it's really sad. You know, and the U.S. is kind of like, it's it's the newest country of all of these places, yet they have the oldest, weirdest mentality when it comes to race. I feel like it's over here where I am now in Georgia and Eastern Europe, walking down the street, men are just like, oh, wow, you're so beautiful. Women are like, oh, wow, you're so like, it's, it's almost as if black women and people of color here are a commodity, you know? So I, I feel special. I feel how I feel inside about myself. That's how I feel when I'm, when I'm here and when I'm abroad. I mean, people probably are racist. There are some people that are racist, but they, they tend to keep it to themselves. <laughs> so. I mean, it's, it's a global disease. However, yeah. It's being, you know, celebrated in a weird way. The ignorance is at a high level. It's really strange, but I keep hearing a lot of Black women are traveling abroad right now and they're saying they're being treated wonderfully. Wonderfully. It's just here. Would you suggest that we open our minds and perhaps think about moving away from this place? Absolutely. I absolutely. And, and if you don't like it, you can always go back home, you know? So what I would absolutely suggest opening your mind, moving away, trying someplace abroad, just to see how you like it, just to experience something new. And for all the single ladies and experience maybe a different type of relationship that you might not be used to. I mean, you know, I'm a woman. I've always loved Black men. Black men have always been my go-to. Like, boom, Black men, that's that's me. But then, you know, I, I gave this other a chance because my mom was like, give this guy a chance. He's a nice guy. Give him a chance. And I'm like, but mom, he's not Black. You know how I am. I love Black men. And, I, and, and the Black men I love have to be the Blackest, like as Black as my shirt. That's how Black I love yes. my Black man. He just was a gift from God for me. So women, open your minds. Just try experiencing something new. It might bless you. You never know. Tell me how you guys met. You have to tell me because there's this is a constant conversation because I'm the same. I, I, I know that the word mandingo is a charged word, but that is my preference. <laughs> So many Black women like holding out because that is our preference. So tell us how you met and where not only your mother, there had to be some like universal God intervention, like girl, him. Definitely. He walked up to me and he said, oh, my God, I I will. I'm going to marry you. And I was just like, I don't even know who you are. Like, who are you? Like, uh, -uh. I was like, can't marry me. I'm a tough cookie. And literally. Two of the band members that were there were just like, yeah, she's she's a tough cookie. Like, merit yet. Don't even try it. Right. And I guess he was just determined. So when we got back to L.A., 
you know, he hit me up. He's just like, hey, are you back in L.A. yet? I want to take you out. And I'm just kind of like, man, 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 I'm not looking to date anybody. I'm, I'm good. And he was just like, hey, well, come to this exhibition that Matthew Baton is doing. And I was just like, yo, I love Matthew. Cool. He's just like, and then after that, we'll go to Macy Gray's birthday party. I'm just like, cool. Love Macy Gray. So I went out and I told him, I was like, but this is not a date. Let's just go as friends. Like, I'm cool. And so we went. As we got to the museum, Matthew Baton came up to me. A couple other people came up to me. I was wearing, you know, the big purple mohawk and I was dressed like my little rock star self. People were just talking to me. I'm like, hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? You know, cameras flashing. And Nico just kind of stood to the side and was just kind of smiling, you know, with his arms crossed. And I was like, excuse me. He's just like, no, do your thing. I'll, I'll be here whenever you're done. And I was like, all right, cool. He's 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 kind of cool with that. And so then we leave there and we get ready to go to Macy Gray's birthday celebration. And we get in the car and I'm talking to the Uber driver, telling the Uber, Uber driver, no, I think you should turn left. Like, this is probably the best way to go. Like, no, I know this area. Like, let's go here. We were just getting lost. And so Nico just taps me on the leg and he's just like, hey, let me handle this. And I was like, oh, he was putting his foot down like, oh, 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 okay, All right. And I feel like at that moment when he was just like, hey, I got this. Let me handle this. I was like, oh, I think this man probably can handle me. We stayed up all night talking, drinking tea. It was it was just a really cool moment. And then the next day I was just like, I can't date this guy. Like, he's not a black guy. I can't do this. Like this, I no, this is just not, and it's not me. And so I called my mom and she was just like, girl, you better give him a chance. Give him a chance. He's a nice guy. I literally, Tanika, I got on my knees and I prayed. I said, okay, God, you know how I am about this whole dating thing. I am all about my career. I don't want a guy coming in trying to mess that up. If he's not the one, just let him do something stupid so that I can just like kick him out of my life. And he just kept showing me that he was the one, like he just kept doing things to where it was like, okay, this man can handle me. He's not intimidated by me. Like he's willing to learn from me, all of these things. And then the rest is history. You know, he didn't do anything stupid. He's just, he's just a nice guy. And he's one of those guys where, you know, they say nice guys finish last. I was like, look, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take this nice guy for me and call it a day. We deserve nice guys. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. And I love that you said he checked you, but he did it with the right tone. Like it was meant to be. Oh, that's so beautiful. And don't get me wrong. I've had the relationships to where like they just acted a fool and then I just felt like I was going to lose my mind because I just, I couldn't like cope with like, what? I can't believe this happened to me. Like, how could you do, you know, all of that. And, you know, this time it was just kind of like, my mom was like, well, God's going to give you double for your trouble. All the, all the mess that you've gone through in your life with, with men, with guys, God's going to give you double for your, for all the trouble you've been through. So I really believed that. And this gift, I mean, it came wrapped in a different package, but it's everything I've asked for. So. Oh, I love that. We got to go to your mom now. It's the perfect segue. Because we say a lot here on Mama's Day that we either mother the way that we were mothered or we bravely find a different way due to our not being happy by the way we were mothered, not having a good relationship with our mother. How was your relationship with your mom when you were coming up? 
me and my mom are best friends. She's the Leo to my Aquarius. We we're just very, very connected in a very real way. And growing up, I mean, there's there's four of us. And my mom was also raising my cousin. So there were five of us. My mom had three jobs. My dad was in our lives in in the picture, you know, would pick us up. I mean, they were divorced. He'd pick us up, you know, every weekend and like once a week. So we had both parents, but because technically my mom was a single parent, she was really never in the home. So we didn't get a chance to bond when we, when I was a kid, we didn't get that. We're doing that now, but we didn't get that then. But the thing about her is she always kept it real. Like when we had the birds and the bees talk, she, she kept everything real. And she was one to say, basically, you know, I'm, she's not here as much as maybe other mothers are in the home and there, but the things that she taught us, they stuck. She was saying, because my grandmother, we, we have like this history of if, if a man does you wrong, it just completely drives you nuts, drives the woman nuts. Like my grandmother went through relationships where she would get done wrong by a man. And then she would, and I'm just being, I'm just, I'm being transparent. She would be in a hospital or a mental institution because she just could not cope with being hurt so much by men. And my mom learns from that because she was five years old when she saw my grandmother having to be taken to different places and stuff like that. She would say, okay, Never let a man get into your mind so bad to where you lose yourself so that when you lose that man, you don't know who you are. And it drives you. She told us everything that my grandmother went through and she told us everything that she went through and she made sure that she was an example for us. While all the time that we grew up, my mom, she she didn't date. She didn't have a boyfriend because she's like, I don't want to bring a man to, into the home. I'm working. This is what I'm doing. I'm raising girls. And she just didn't want a man coming into the home because, you know, there was history of that in her childhood and my grandmother's childhood. So like you said, my mother bravely went the other way to parent us. And I believe that made all the difference in who I am today, who we are, me and my sisters, because of the way that she parented us. So it wasn't four that. Girl, wait, wait. I just want to make this clear. Four girls plus a cousin. Was the cousin a girl as well? So so three girls plus my cousin who was a girl. So my, my brother, who's 10 years older than us, he was already much older. But four girls that she was raising all at the same time. Girl. It's a lot of estrogen. Yeah. But it's also such a blessing that it was all these girls together that you guys had each other's backs and you could sort of like raise each other in a weird way, even though your mom wasn't there. Yeah. And yeah. what I think is so deep is what you said about your grandmother, because we live in this paternal society that tells us the man's the leader. The woman just follows this man. But when the man decides, I don't want to be your husband anymore, I'm not going to take care of the kids. This woman's left out with nothing. But I love that you're being so transparent about that because your mother bravely chose a different way. And as hard as it is to decide, I'm not going to have any man there. A lot of us are doing that right now. It's not worth it to have a man, men come in and out. Our children get confused by that and they're watching everything. Right. Has your mom made up for it now that you guys are older? 
Listen, my mom is getting her life right now. My mom's in her 60s, okay? And she is getting her life. Like, she is dating. <laughs> Good. I love it's crazy. I can't, I can't even begin to tell you how much she's getting her life when it comes to dating now. So she, she made up for it. it. She deserves yes. it, though. She does. <laughs> she did a lot of work. Okay. So how your mom was working, obviously, she had to raise you guys and pay the bills. It's what we call latchkey kids back in the day. Were you guys latchkey kids? We were. You we were from, from the age of eight years old. You could do that back then. Today, yeah. it's a little harder. But, you know, as much as this society also wants to demonize single moms and say, oh, they're so disadvantaged. Look at you guys. Tell me about your sisters. Where I'm sure all of you are successful. I just have that gut feeling. <laughs> I mean, of course, we came from a family of just hard workers, hard work, and we are successful. We're all business owners, small business owners. And I have a sister who is a farmer. She's got her own gardening business in Arizona, and she is making a killing. I mean, she's all organic, all natural. She goes to different people's homes. I mean, owners of like universities and stuff like that. She goes to different people's homes with her team of employees and they build gardens and they harvest the food for them. And my sisters are, are amazing. I need we're to all, we're all business owners. I need to talk to her because I'm looking, no, I've been looking for a farmer and there's a couple that I found on Instagram. One, she's like, I'm an introvert and I'm uncomfortable, but I'm looking, is she a mom as well? She is a mom. She's got three babies, little babies. I want to talk to her because it's such a big deal right now, building your own garden. We have to, we have to be more sustainable right now. You see the crap that they're doing. It's not okay. Definitely want to meet her. But yes, all business owners, because even though your mom wasn't technically there physically, her lessons were exponential, right? They last a lifetime. I love the things that you've already said about your mom, that she's like, girl, you're going to get back, you know, double for all the hard work you've been through in these relationships. Like those are, those are like t-shirts. They're yeah. <laughs> and how did she get so wise? Is it because she had a hard time with her mom? I believe so. I believe that's exactly what it was. I believe that she said, okay, this is what I don't want. So I'm going to do something different. And she, she did it. I mean, it was really hard for her, but you know, she's getting double for her trouble now because we're just like, mom, what you want? We got you. What, what do you need? We're here. Whatever you need, we got you. So um, she did an amazing job. Oh, I love when women who are raising children love their mommies. And I love how she distinguished between, no, her mom wasn't there when she was growing up, but she they're making up for lost time now. And that is really what it's all about is to identify where our cracks are in our relationship and mend it. And she said, actually, they didn't even have cracks. Her mom was just busy raising four girls and a boy as a single mom working multiple jobs. And so the girls really had to step up to the plate. It's no wonder that all four of the girls are highly successful. They're entrepreneurs. It makes sense. Sometimes it isn't about mom being present all the time. As long as mom was intent and she was impactful when she was, I think that can make up for it. 
But obviously, Nick's mom did well with very successful children. Nick is going to be an amazing mom. And I'm just, I might be saying that because I know my Aquarian sisters. I know we do things our own way, but we always work it out for the betterment of everybody. We really think of the full picture. And I'm so proud of you, Nick. Congratulations on your baby, who's so beautiful. Congratulations on your relationship. You stopped judging and just let love come in, which is what we're all trying to do. So I'm learning from this to like, maybe look someplace else, even though, you know, I told y'all I like, we like what we like, but I'm, I'm definitely, if I ever want to be in a relationship, it's pretty clear. I need to maybe open up those doors to others. And I'm curious who else has done that? Because we're living in a time where we are so accepting, which is a beautiful thing. I just think at this point in this time, wherever you find true, authentic love, grab it and don't let it go. Thanks, guys. This has been episode 56. It's unreal how fast this year has gone. I'm excited for the holiday season. My schedule, I'm sure yours is too, has exploded. It always happens around this time of year. I'm really excited about my schedule. And then suddenly I've got conflicts on every weekend. I have no idea what I'm going to do. But, you know, pray for me. I'll pray for you. Keep your fingers crossed. Stay tuned with Mama Stay. Thank you for hanging out with us. Make sure you you DM me on Instagram. You can always email me at mamastaywithtanikaray at gmail.com. I am around. I love hearing your comments about these episodes where I'm here to serve you, creating this community of moms and women, to be perfectly honest, women who create projects, create industry, create empires. They're all mothers of that invention. And I would never leave those women out. Yes, we do highlight women who have popped babies out, but at the same time, the themes of what we deal with as women are pretty universal. They're obviously layered and complex when you're having to take care of more than just yourself, but there's so much here for everybody. And I I gotta say, I now have two men two dads that I've interviewed that I'm going to be having on the show soon. So I'm excited for you guys to hear that. We do not discriminate. If you have parented anything, you can come on. Let's have a conversation because we all have jewels to share. Nick is amazing. I couldn't imagine living in a foreign country and kind of taking my home and planting it in Berlin, but it's working for her. And I continue to say, I've had two weeks in a row now of women who are expats, and maybe that can inspire us. Here at Mama Stay with Tanika Ray, it's all about expanding thought, looking at all the options and the ideals and figuring out where your truth is. Maybe moving abroad works. There are other women that I'm thinking of right now who've moved to Ghana, who've moved all over Africa, who've moved to Europe, who've moved to Mexico. There are options, and I know we don't think that there are because we're so rooted in our culture, but there are, and there are other places that might treat us better. It's just something to think about. You know, I've always said when you travel abroad, your mind expands with empathy. It's almost impossible to hate other people when you've traveled the world, when you've seen how other people live. You really see people's humanity. So I love the fact that our sisters are traveling and moving elsewhere 
and finding the love that we all deserve. I want to thank my producing team, Jenny Media, for always having my back. We are going to keep on keeping on, y'all. It is the week of a holiday here in America called Thanksgiving, which lately seems a little problematic. I respect anybody that still celebrates Thanksgiving. For me, it's more the ideal of what Thanksgiving is, which in my family we call Gratitude Day. So happy Gratitude Day to you. We wish many beautiful memories that you're able to share this Thanksgiving slash gratitude day of 2022. Much love to you guys. We will see you next week. Thanks for hanging out, Mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. Remember, mommying is a gift and you're doing a kick-ass job. So, woosah and mama stay. Mama stay.